Well, the Lightnings try are trying to be the first team since 1942 to come back from three games to one to win the Stanley Cup final. The Lightning took game five tonight in spectacular fashion, 3-2. I'm here with Kyle Sullivan and Chris Masilli of Locked on Avalanche. And for the first time ever in this series, let's roll that Locked on Lightning theme. <laughs> You're Locked on Lightning, your daily podcast on the Tampa Bay Lightning. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. And welcome to another episode of Locked On Lightning. Part of the, the EDM on vibe Podcast going, man. Network. Uh, I'm Adam Danker, and this is a crossover special with the two bozos from the Locked On Avalanche podcast <laughs> with, with Abbott and Costello here, uh, Chris Masilli <laughs> and Kyle Sullivan, Shaggy Von Doom. Uh, and this is the first uh, episode, guys. It, it seems almost like, you know, uh, I had to kind of twist your arms to get on here because it's the first episode we're doing of the crossover where we're having right. lightning music, finally. Um, you threw out, I got to work tomorrow as the excuse like like and i bought it hook yeah. line and sinker i bought it i mean so i do I, but i mean who, who really needs to be awake for that so on this episode of, of Lock, on this on this episode uh we'll obviously be recapping that uh somewhat controversial game from tonight so i'm gonna throw it towards you guys real quick uh start with you kyle how are we feeling after this game because uh i sent out a cheeky tweet saying you know i can't I don't know if this game was in Colorado or Montreal with the amount of uh, of whining or or groaning from the from the from the fan base there in Colorado. So, how are you feeling uh, from this game thus far? Well, I mean, of course, naturally, you're a little disappointed, but the Lightning are asking the Avalanche to lose as many games as they have lost all playoff long. You're asking them to lose three in a row, and they lost all up until tonight, three losses in the yeah. playoffs. So. It's a tall task. I mean, you would love to, you know, take the cup home now that it's in Ball Arena, but I guess we got to go on mushy ice to do it. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it, it's like we said in the uh, the last episode, it's just <clears throat> everything was set up nicely for the Avalanche to do this. And it would have just, from an Avalanche standpoint, been, been a good story. Um, yeah, now you just have to go back to Tampa and it's not like the Avs can't do this. Just like we were saying, Tampa could very well win this game. They did. The Avalanche can very well go back into Tampa and win that game. They've proven it already in these playoffs when they had a bad loss at home against St. Louis and the fan base was just like, this is, well, I'll, I'll book my ticket for game seven because going back to St. Louis and St. Louis is going to win. And the Avs took that game. So, um, you know, and by no means am I saying this is going to be easy, just like it wasn't easy for Tampa. Yeah. Uh, so this is what we were expecting from this series. I, I thought it was a good game. Tampa, <clears throat> you, you do have these moments where uh, each team is kind of like taking control and then the other team takes it back. Yeah. And that's what's great about these two teams is like, you know, we said from the beginning, like these are the teams that deserve to be here. And they're showing that to you. And it's like Avalanche will seem like they have everything going for them. And then Tampa takes it back. And man, that four check from Tampa is something the Avs have to figure out for going into game six. Because, you know, it. it's so tough for the Avalanche to get 
their speed past Tampa when they are on them. Yeah, it's just so difficult. And um, I think I, I put up a tweet where there was like. 11 or 12 minutes left saying like you get the vibe of like the next goal is going to win this game. And that's exactly what happened. It's, it's just, it's a great series. It continues to be a great series. And, um, you know, I feel bad for Tampa fans that the, uh, abs are going to have to carry that Stanley cup around in front of them. What are you going to do? Uh, well, it's funny that you brought up the four check because I really thought that the lightning did a very good job on Great. the opposite set, opposite end of the ice tonight. I thought you saw it early on in the series that, you know, with the amount of pressure that Colorado is, was forcing their way in, into their own zone. Uh, and you saw, you know, it wasn't as, as intense as we've seen in past games in this series, especially early on. Um, but it was still there. There was a lot of, lot of mo- sequences in which Tampa was basically treading water with their head barely above the, 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 the surface. And I thought mm-hmm. they did a fantastic job of not panicking when they were trying mm-hmm. to clear the puck. And I think that was really what was the defining factor in this game, obviously, other than clutch and opportunistic uh, goal scoring. But um, and, and we'll get into all of it more, but... Um, you know, at least on my side, I was telling Kyle before you jumped on, Chris, uh, when we were talking crap about you, um, mm. we were we were saying uh-huh. how, I was telling him how, <laughs> how uh, you know, it, I was losing my mind during these power plays with the lightning, because especially I believe it was the second one right before Kucherov scored. It, it seemed like the lightning at times during the power play just went back into the somewhat of a turtle shell. They were kind of just doing too much and just not just taking the easy shots or, or taking advantage of the space that was in front of them, even if it was a foot or even half a foot there. Um, what were some of the things in this game? Um, you know, either of you jump in here, but what were some of the things in this game that you saw from Tampa that you thought other than their forecheck, that was really the defining factor. Good. Kyle. I, that second period, um, the tempo, I could, you could really feel it. You as an avalanche fan, if you're sitting there and you're watching your team having to set up, uh, offensive transition like right behind the net you know you're in trouble um yeah. the pressure and it was the abs you just cannot move and for them to capitalize on one power play it was enough we were talking about in the last episode that their power play was atrocious 7.1 percent going into the game that's not that's not a good number and for them to make that one goal matter vasileski let in some ugly goals and so did Darcy Kemper but like Tampa's pressure was just too much and it was that second period's really where it really shifted the game yeah I, I would have rather taken uh Vasilevsky's goals that he let up than the ones that Kemper let mm. up any day of the week um yeah and you know for the abs it was kind of they, they were getting to me this was this was all Vasilevsky yeah. Um. The the Tampa defense did. You know, we're t- sitting here talking about their defense, how how good they played, and how great their forecheck was. Uh, Avalanche still got thirty seven shots on goal. So, you know, it it's like, and that kind of surprised me when I saw that number, because it's like, man, the Avs are are, are struggling, I guess, to get you know good exits. Uh, but when they did, which just seemed like so few and far between. Okay, they were they were bringing the puck up ice, and then they were getting shots on net. And this was not this was like the total opposite of Game Five because what did Tampa have? Thirty something shots blocked 
Yeah. Close yeah. to 40 shots blocked. Um, and what they have, I'm looking it up now. 15. 15. Yeah. So the Avs figured that out to, you know, get pucks around them and get pucks, you know, towards the net. It was just uh, an Andre Vasilevsky show, in my opinion. And yeah, they had some puck luck to, to get the goals that they got. And on the other end, I would say even that that last goal that, that Darcy Kemper gave up, it just seemed like he just wasn't gripping the stick tight enough because yeah. there was some force on that. And the, the blade of the, the goalie stick kind of like turned inward and it just scooted behind him. And, and what are you going to do? So, but the, 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 the first, who had the first one? Was it Ruda? Yeah, um, that was that was 95 mile an hour shot. That's got to get that, stopped. I don't care if it was, was 105 miles an hour. That's got to get stopped. It that, does. I was, I was, I was the, the goal for me, at least, you know, I mean, obviously getting on the board and I've spoken about it is very important first for the lightning. But that moment was almost bittersweet for me because I was I was even there. And I'm sure a lot, a lot of Lightning fans were sitting there like that should have been saved. Oh, 100%. And mm-hmm. and I almost messaged Kyle right after that and said, are we going to get bad Darcy tonight? Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and I really thought well, so because there was moments where you, you kind of saw him. It, it almost looked like Kemper was battling his inner demons at certain saves in the game because you saw – one where it was a where it was a hard save and he had to scramble and he did he he looked like he was matching Vasilevsky in that regard and then there was other simple saves where it kind of seemed like he was struggling and you kind of saw that from Vasilevsky tonight it seemed like you know as as well as both these guys played overall I think I think Kemper played a, a, a very good game regardless of the goals that he yeah. let up you didn't really see kind of like that playoff moment out of either goaltender and and I think. It's because, you know, we're, we're in game five and, and you have the two-time defending Stanley Cup champions backed up against the wall against a team who, and, and we'll kind of get more into this into the second half, but it seemed like you guys were kind of, were, were gripping your sticks a little bit too tight early on. You could tell there was a lot of tension in the building. Obviously, the Stanley Cup's in the building and you have a, a chance to clinch at home, so that's obviously nerve-wracking. But it, you didn't really see, you had big moments here and there from your goaltenders, but we didn't really see overall great performances where you know if if this was if if Colorado did clinch tonight we weren't going to go back and say wow Darcy Kemper played a spectacular game when the when the when the Avalanche clinched I thought they both well uh, well I thought Vasilevsky played a great game um and I thought Darcy Kemper played a good game and you know he's he's always good for one of those goals almost every game one of those goals where you look at him and you're like you have to stop that And he usually lets at least one of those through. And for the entirety of the season, the avalanche have been over, be able to overcome that, but it's, it's not, you know, we're, we're in the Stanley cup final against Tampa Bay and, you know, Andre Vasilevsky, like you can't give those up. And if he doesn't, it's a whole nother game. But um, yeah, other than that, and I hate saying other than that because that's a big deal. Yeah. I do. I think he's, he, he played well. We're not talking about who's going to be the goalie for, for game six. You know what I mean? We're not yeah. talking about that. And when it came to that, that game five win, I mean the game four win, a lot of the Avalanche fans were saying if you were would have told us going into that game that Darcy was going to let up two, you felt good about that game. Right. When Darcy yeah. lets up two – or maybe three, as in the case in game five, the offense has to back him up. And it just, other than like Nachushkin really being involved in majority of the plays, we weren't getting the help that we needed. And it 
it also falls back to that pressure because there were not any comfortable shots. There was not that really valiant pressure. And I just, it has to work hand in hand. And to your point earlier, Adam, about Darcy Kemper, letting up that ugly one, getting tight. He started really looking good in that first period, especially at the end that you felt yeah. confident in it. And then the rest of them just falling apart. And yeah, it looks like he's starting to doubt himself again. And I don't know what we're going to have to do about that in game six. I don't know if I'd say he's going to, he's doubting himself. I don't, I don't feel like he's doubting himself. I, I don't, I feel yeah. like he, he, like maybe uh, not as a whole, not, not as like, I can't go out there and perform. I think maybe he's doubting himself. It's like, uh, am I going to let up one of those goals? Yeah. Right. You know what I mean? I think in that aspect, you're right. But I, I think he's kind of gained some confidence back. And, you know, all right, we only let up three. Uh, we'll say it now. If if he lets up three in the next game, is being an Avalanche fan, is that is that okay for you? Would you be comfortable if he lets up three with this offense? I think I, against any other team, you would say, yeah, maybe. But, you know, if Vasilevsky's on, getting four is is tough. It's tough. Yeah. It really is. Well, I, I, I think, you know, and, and we'll we'll obviously talk more about this, but I, I think we're too late in this series to really start playing the the goalie juggling game here. Uh regardless we unless and, and, unless he, unless he, yeah, I mean I didn't if if just speaking from a general hockey fan perspective, um I, I just think he, unless he goes out and gives up seven goals in game six, I, I think, you yeah. know, regardless of what happens. And and I think at this point Jared Bednar needs to to really just put all his chips on the table and gamble on him and, and hedge all his bets. Now, and speaking of hedging your bets, guys, uh, we're going to talk right. about today's sponsor and that is bet. I got, online. I got, dot I got an interesting stat when we're done. Go ahead. All right. Sounds good. Betonline.net is your number one source for all your sports betting needs and sports info. Find all the latest sports developments, league reviews, news, including this year's NHL playoffs and major league baseball. Maybe we could put a bet on next year's NBA draft. Like Chris on the last episode of how many trades yeah. the Knicks will make. During the NBA seven. draft, yes, seven. I'll take you over. So, head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more about the trends and action. Bet online where the game starts. Uh, we just like to thank everybody who's listening to this episode on an audio platform or watching us on YouTube. Thank you for making us your first watch or listen of the day. And please go ahead and subscribe to both YouTube channels. Uh, Locked on Lightning actually hit 300 subscribers today. So thank yeah, you boy. to all you that are going out there and, and hitting that subscribe button. Uh, you know, you're the real heroes. You're the real MVP. So, yeah, uh, Chris has yeah. a great stat. We'll just jump into well, that. That's a great stat. It's just his, a stat. Chris's Snapple fact stat. cap stat of the day. Yeah. Um, <laughs> say, say that three times. This is this is uh, Snapple stat fact number 37. Um, <laughs> high danger shots against Andre Vasilevsky? One. Yeah. A single high danger shot. Against Darcy Kemper? Three. And those are usually in the you know three to six range, I would say. Yeah. Um, so for the the lightning, it was on the lower end of where it kind of usually is. And for the as they had one, they had a single high danger chance. And you know that you just you want to up that a little bit. Those are your best opportunities. Yeah. So. No, that that was something. Improve. Yeah, that was something that I, you know, didn't really notice. Uh, I I kind of thought about it during the first period and then it kind of just 
you know, just the the game just kind of like wrapped me up. But no, that does make sense as to why this was such a weird sort of game offensively for both teams. Nobody, you know, was really getting a lot of chances on rebounds and, and you didn't really see anybody doing anything that constructive down low. Uh, this was a game, you know, just like in basketball, games are won for, from the permi- perimeter in some games. This was one from the blue line in the circles. Yeah, uh, and for, and, you know, for the Avs, like, <clears throat> Gabe Landeskog makes his living yeah, mm-hmm. doing the dirty work. Yeah. And he just wasn't it, – it's tough. I mean, he, yeah. he's, he's trying. Yeah. It's just it doesn't come easy for you. And you look at the Avs power play, which has been – has been great. What were they? Over two? Okay, over mm-hmm. two. Um, yeah. but I like you're saying everything around the perimeter, and that's fine. Yeah. Uh, but it's tough to get open looks. And I, I was talking um on Twitter to Vargar, our man Vargar. Um, I I don't know when the last time Miko Ranton has taken a shot on the power play. It yeah. is it's it's either Nathan yeah. McKinnon or Kale McCarr, and like you know Tampa knows that so. It's almost like, okay, fine. Uh, Kale McCarr or Nathan McKinnon is going to take the shots. Avalanche fans will take that. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, those are guys you want taking the shots. But for the longest time, Nathan McKinnon and Mika Rantanen had this dynamic of McKinnon is going to throw a cross-ice pass and Mika Rantanen will be Johnny on the spot. And that's yeah. just gone away completely. Yeah. It's a two-man show when it comes to the power play. It's been working, but you'd like to see them incorporate some different wrinkles here and there. Yeah, Yeah, and I think that after what we saw in tonight's game, at least from the Lightning perspective, I could say I think as Lightning fans, we're willing to live with that. If if we're getting beat by McCarr and and, uh, McKinnon, McKinnon, I think we're fine with that. Um, I was actually, there was a couple of ch- chances, not chances, but there was a couple of sequences where Miko um, um, had the puck down low and it wasn't like he was trying to shoot. He was, I think there was one where he was kind of skating out towards the boards a little bit to set things up. And I, for whatever reason, maybe it's because he just hasn't had the opportunities. Like you said, I think I'm more afraid of him down low because of his ability to do just a little bit of everything down there. And, mm-hmm. and, 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 I mean, you've seen it with Vasilevsky, especially. I mean, he wasn't, like I said before, sharp. Like, he wasn't Vezina Trophy winning, Cons Mike Trophy winning Vazzy in this. He was just good enough to give up one less gold than Darcy Kemper. Um, but we, you saw he's very susceptible uh, to rebounds in this series. And, and that was something that he kind of played a little dangerous with. And, and when you have that guy, Miko Rantanen, down low, um, that's scary. I Like I said, I'd rather be beaten by those two other dogs up all the way outside, you know, 10 feet out instead of right on the doorstep, because that's, I feel like at least for me, I can't speak for your goaltender, but at least for me, that's the kind of thing that rattles Vasilevsky. Yeah. Darcy, Darcy does have issues with rebound control. And also to Chris's point, I, I feel like they're intentionally cutting Miko out of that power play because his bread and butter is Ovechkin's office. That pass Mm. is right there in Ovechkin's office. And that, that doesn't allow a rebound. Like it's yeah. not really conducive to a rebound. So I feel like Nathan McKinnon and Kale McCarr are kind of trying to generate a rebound for Gabe Landeskog to put in there. And like on nights like game five, you're coming up nothing because nothing's yeah. working like that. And Vasilevsky, the way the defense plays in front of him, 
they're almost turning anybody in the slot out instead of like fighting for position they're opening kind of like paths for a really good shot from the blue line and yeah. i feel like that's really been helping bazzy out well on the other side of that that's kind of been detrimental because that's led to a lot of weird bounces that have led to goals anyway um but on the other side of that i i mean i could speak for my guys uh Kalorn has been pretty much a non-factor throughout this entire playoff run especially yeah, uh, in, in this series uh, still looking for his first goal uh cory perry who has made a living in front of the net hasn't really done much throughout this series we've seen some opportunities but even when the puck squirts out in front uh, the Avalanche are doing such a good job of of battling for a position down there. And I think um, they've caught on to that because, you know, Perry has bitten the lightning the last two years in the final with that uh, kind of going off to the side, you know, kind of standing right in front of the goaltender and then peeling off to the side for that rebound. And they've they've actually what I saw in tonight's game, which was um, which was kind of frustrating because I was like, where was this kind of where was this uh, effort towards Perry when he was playing against the lightning? Um, you guys are not letting him, you're, you guys are kind of help are manually peeling him off before the shot comes in to where he doesn't have a good angle, even if he gets puck possession. And, and I think eventually, you know, if, 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 if the lightning can eventually win game six and, and send it back to Colorado in game seven, I think that's going to be something that is eventually going to be maybe a defining play in the, in, in game seven. Um, cause mm-hmm. you know, we haven't really seen any team really dominate uh that low that low slot area no it's tough it's tough um seven seven (laughs) (laughs) so why don't we talk about game six (laughs) i just want Corey perry to to play the game and not try to officiate i I, I would appreciate it here we go what you know what you guys have been so good about it why don't you get it off your chest Uh, kyle sullivan no it's not like it it, it is I, i didn't I'm not going to dwell on this, but the the I didn't I didn't think the officiating was good in the first two periods. I feel like they did what they you know they kind of like repeated themselves from game four, and they kind of just like swallowed the whistles in the third period. Oh, and 100%. was the action in the third period not the best? It was fantastic. Yeah, and and that was because they were not, and there wasn't anything really egregious. I thought in the third period where you were like, why wasn't that called? There a hundred percent was in the first and second where yeah. you're like, what is going on here? Um, but then they let things go, and you saw a more fluid game in in the third period, which uh, is what you want to see. I don't know, like, and I'm just gonna you want me to get something off my chest and get something off my chest. Go ahead. Why can Andre Vasilevsky just take his helmet off? <laughs> why why can he just do that? I, that 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 that's not like, and it, we don't know if it, it indeed was. If a strap, because he never went back to the bench from what I saw to get it fixed, I know you can just fix it on your own. Right. Well, from from what I saw, A, um, as we know from the what happened with Kemper in game four, um, they can't blow the whistle dead in, unless, you know, unless you guys had possession of the puck. Saying, like, if yeah. it was- right. My, my thing from that, what I saw, the puck was at the blue line, so it wasn't really a scoring chance. Yeah, but um, he just ripped his helmet off, which you can't. Well, I from what I saw helmet. from what I saw from the angle, you could see the left strap was already unbuckled. Okay. And, and okay. you could you and could kind of start to see it droop to the right. So that was probably okay. part of it. Yeah. If you could well, and that's the other problem I have. ESPN's got to do a hell of a lot better with the replays. They suck at replays. For the for the fans at home that want to see stuff like that, they're not shut like they're they're going back and showing like Three a seconds. goal, which I get, which I get. Like people want to see that, and the game moves fast, and the puck is dropped. 
but uh, stuff like that, like the JT Confer penalty, I, from what I just saw, I didn't think it was any penalty. And I'm and I'm you know reading things that other people are saying, calling JT Confer stupid for doing that. And I'm like, what did he do? And I didn't get a replay to really see yeah. what he did. So ESPN's got to do better. I think overall they're doing okay, but for stuff like replays, uh, they're they're focusing on. Uh, I'll say this: they're focusing Clicking. on what I don't want them to focus. Focus on me, ESPN. What I want to see. That's all that matters. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I, I mean, with all those cameras, you, I, I thought they would have had a better view of that, even of uh, some of the penalties that were called in this game. I mean, um, Kyle, what, what, what was your feelings about Vazzy taking off the, the, the mask and, and just the officiating in general? Oh, I mean, Tampa does no wrong. I'm glad that we get his call. Uh, this is it just i could sleep at peace tonight i can't wait it's gonna be great i'm no. refreshing to see what jared bender is complaining about so we, uh, we get to yeah <laughs> so and it, it's kind of goofy like that coupled with Corey perry continuing to try and get something started with darcy kemper by leaving a stick in his equipment somewhere to where he has to get peeled off like this is this is not the first time this happens and nothing comes of it so it's it's a little it's it's I'm not going to complain about it because right. I mean I I'll never be I'll never be Cooper and get heard but like I do appreciate the hockey that's played when the whistles are swallowed but that four on three that happened earlier in the game it it just didn't make sense it really did not make sense and you don't want these games coming down to just calls and then make up calls and get yeah. you back calls. Yeah, I, I want to. Th- this is just something, uh, and I don't follow this person, but they are Twitter certified. Uh, Vinny Benedetto works for the Denver Gazette, and he said Val Nachuskin was riding on the back of a golf cart with ice around his right knee and leg as he walked to the post game media availability. So take that for what it is. Yowza, there you go. Um, but and Gabe Landis got dropped, a comment. He dropped the con Smythe on his knee. It'll be all right. <laughs> uh, Gabe Landis is coming from Peter Ball from the Athletic. Gabe Landis got on the officiating. He said, "I'm not going to get into that. That's something they can continue to do, but we're not gonna. But we're not doing that. I don't know what that is. I I I assume he's throwing. I think he's he's throwing shade at Cooper, which is at Cooper. Okay, yeah, which is sense. fine. And and listen, like I mean. We, we talked about it on the last episode of Coop. Like, I mean, he even came out afterwards and was like, I let my emotions get the best of me. I don't think there was yeah, any, right. I don't think there was any sort of, you know, trying to, trying to let the refs know, Hey, keep out for this and the next game kind of thing. I just think he was just, I think more so he was just caught up in the heat of the moment, just trying to, you know, he was, he thought the lightning were in a good spot to win the game and just, you know, felt like the game ended a little too soon, which I, I mean, it is what it is. I mean, we spoke about it uh, afterwards and I was, I was tweeting about it and I said, listen, I mean, it, it, how many, the lightning won in the Eastern conference finals last year against, against the Islanders off a, yeah. a non too many men call. So, I mean, it, right. it goes both ways. And Jared Bednar was asked, he said, just what Denker just said. It is what it is. You got to yeah. roll with the punches. So, um, tail of two yeah. teams. Yeah. So <laughs> I, I, yeah. I, I mean, it was. I thought other than the refs, I thought it was a very well played game. I it was, and I, and I tweeted it afterwards. I thought this was the best period the Lightning have played all all series. 
this is the kind of play that I was expecting out of this team, the kind of play that we saw them win two straight cups with. And, and it's, and I've spoken about this before. Uh, it's all a matter of carrying that over. And, and I really hope they can, I hope they could stay hot, especially on that, that slushy ice. Um, so, so, so moving <laughs> so we're, towards, we're, yeah, let's, let's, yeah, let's talk about game six, uh, because you know, there, I I'm sure there's, we could joke about the slushy ice. We could, we could joke about, you know, this, we're not joking thing. about it. It's oh, real. I'm, it's real. I'm it's real. It's, it's real. real. <laughs> I, I'm keeping things loose here. We keep things loose here on Locked On Lightning. But loose like guys... the ice. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> so, so how you how are you feeling going to Game Six? You know, you had the opportunity to 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 clinch yeah. at home. You now you're going back to Amley, which you you've proven you could win in. So it's you don't have that lingering over your head. But it, what is on scale of one being not worried at all and ten being absolute panic mode? Where are you guys right now? Uh, I'd say like a four. Uh, I'm not like super nervous because for many reasons, like the Avalanche are a good team. They've shown that they can win on the road. You know what I mean? Like they, they've only had one loss on the road in the postseason. Yeah. Um, and, and these are, these are tight games and it's just like, you know, you get a bounce here or there, you get a little bit more puck luck or a breakaway that gets like, and, and, the the score is flipped and you've won the game. So <clears throat> this is what we were talking about going into game five was like, you know, what changes need to be made. Yeah. I, I don't think a ton again. Like this is this is how how it's gonna go. You do some minor tweaks here and there. And if you know you get some things go your way, you're out on top. So there's there's no massive adjustments I feel that that really need to come the avalanche way. Yeah, I completely agree with Chris. Like you approach game six as you would game five. Everything from here on out for Colorado is closeout. All you yeah. have to do is do what you have to do. It's a closeout game. Tampa's the one that has a lot to string together. So you just continue doing what you're doing and get to Avalanche hockey first before the lightning gets settled in because yeah. now they have a little bit of confidence. So it's going to be a little bit harder, but maybe you could take advantage of that confidence and maybe wear them out a little bit quicker. Empty the That's gas tank a little bit. Uh, let me throw this question out to you guys. Who, who do you think has more pressure right now? The Avalanche to, to close this thing out, you know, being up three to one, or the Lightning to become the dynasty and get three in a row? I mean, you can make a case either way, but what do you, you think? You have to win three in a row to win three in a row. To win three in a row. Yeah. <laughs> there you go. Um, I, I'm, I don't think the dynasty thing is as much in their head as a lot of people think it is. Uh, mm -hmm. They, they, they're just, they're approaching this and you could just tell. Um, and just from watching this team over the last three years, you, you see the same amount of by, like the same level of body language and intensity from this team uh, in this series, as we saw um, them, them when they were in the bubble, when they played Dallas. Uh, the only thing I think that is a little bit different is that you could see, that in moments of when there's tough sequences, uh, like I said before, they're a lot more poised. Um, and then you also see that the moments, especially the goals, whether to tie the game or, or to take the lead, you can see this team is is almost, it's like they're celebrating. It's like the biggest accomplishment they've had all year long. And, and I didn't really realize this uh, until tonight when they showed the stat, but this is the first time in NHL history where a team has faced three 50 win uh, teams in the course of a playoff run. 
Mm-hmm. And I think this this run means more to this team than anything else. Not only not just because not because of its throw, it's because this is the best team that they could have possibly played. And I think every shift, every goal scored, every every period, there it's more so them proving to themselves that that they could hang with the best, not just because they're the Stanley Cup champions defending, but because of you know it's that competitive nature from this team the the the, a lot of the guys and and i'm sure it's in the back of their head that you know a lot has been made well you know you play dallas and then you ran into a depleted montreal team well Mm -hmm. listen we we're getting the best team in in the league right now and like i said on the last show colorado is the best team in the league um but what you know they're you're you're proving that you could still battle back and and even on the verge of elimination they showed that tonight and that's what really impressed me and i think that you know i'm still a little nervous the panic level is definitely up at like 155 um <laughs> and just because you know you're for tonight guys i'll tell you i was living and dying with every shift um, yeah i was i was pulling the hair out of out of my face that's that's how stressed out i was <laughs> I think that's the difference between where the two teams are right now, man. Yeah, like, you know, like if you ask me that question, if we have a game seven, yeah, I mean, you're at a ten or or a one, whatever, which which way you went, it the the the, the stress level is at a high, whatever, yeah. which way you were going with that. Um, but you know, right now it's like all the pressure was on the Avalanche in in this game. Yeah, you know, you're up three to one. You're at home. You can take these guys out in five. Now, now, honestly, some pressure has been alleviated a little bit. Not as just like, uh, you know, it doesn't matter anymore. But now you're going back. Not not a lot of people are probably going to be expecting you to win this thing. So now I think you can loosen up a little bit. And and they were in in that first period. They were a little bit tight. And I think the legs were a little bit stiff. Mm -hmm. Um, And I don't anticipate they will. And maybe Andre Burkowski comes back for for game Mm -hmm. six, which would be a big, big boon for the abs. We'll see. Yeah, I, I I thought that um after the Kucherov goal, um, I started to feel the the air slowly come out of the balloon for for at least the Avalanche fans in the building. You could and I kind of felt like okay, they're starting to, to panic just a little bit. And then you guys and then the fan base kind of got it together in the third period. But I really thought at that moment I was and I'm sure a lot of lightning fans could feel this feel this way too. It's like, all right it's starting to shift, you know, it's, it's not so much, we're not, we're not holding on to the, the edge of the cliff with our pinky finger right now. We're starting to, <laughs> to, to climb back up just a little bit. Um, and, and you're starting to see them kind of sweat. So, and I think that's going to be a huge confidence boost, uh, for game sure. six. So, you know, we usually do a show before games, but uh, we spoke before. We're not going to be able to get one in before game six on Sunday. So why don't we just yeah. cut to the fun part? And that's predictions. Yeah. All right. So I, I will start off first since I went last on your show last time. Um, I predicted for game five that this was going to be a 2-0 shutout for Vasilevsky. Obviously, it didn't go that way. I'll, I'll take three. You lost money on that, too, by the way. I lost money on that. I just I, want I, the I, world to know you lost money. I, <laughs> I, 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 uh, for, for, I, I don't think I told you, Kyle. I sent – oh, I sent uh, Chris uh, – I bet $5 on uh, Vasilevsky to pitch a shutout yeah. tonight. And uh, you know what? I, I wasn't I going to say it was $5. I was going to make people believe that you spent thousands of dollars. Listen, I only I only spend thousands of dollars when we do the bet online mixtape uh, segment on <laughs> Lock on NHL. I I reserve the big bucks for the national show, uh, right here where this this show is currently uh, 
bending to the to the current economic uh, atmosphere right yeah. now. So you bet a but, gallon of gas is what you bet. Exactly, <laughs> I bet a. <laughs> <laughs> that's a going oh uh, but yeah um exactly i bet a, a gallon of gas and listen yeah i'll, I'll take the three two one uh, I, I i hedge my bets and i put the money on the money line for uh the lightning tonight but uh heading to game six i like i said i think how the lightning played in this game uh for the most part they played a very good game they were very disciplined uh, there was, like I said, in the second period, there was moments where I felt, at least from the lightning point of view, that we that they kind of felt that they were starting to make Colorado sweat in certain situations. And I think that's going to give them a lot of confidence heading back home, especially uh, in game six. And I think Vasilevsky is going to clean it up. I think uh, John Cooper did a very good job tonight, kind of early on, kind of managing the minutes of, of ice time for some of the shifts. Uh, he juggled things around just a little bit. He had Riley Nash down on the fourth line. Like I said, Riley Nash has been playing fantastic. And that third line as well has been playing phenomenal. So I look for more uh, contributions from those bottom two lines. And if if the top two could to come in, manage uh, puck possession, I don't see why not this team can't have the same result in game six. So I'm going to say 3-2 lightning at home, force it to seven back to Colorado. Who's going? Go ahead, Kyle. I will say for game six, because you mentioned the, the word panic a couple times. It's not an emotion the avalanche are feeling for at least another game. Um in game five, it was not tonight. In game six, if it's if it's another loss, it's a not tonight moment. You don't feel panic till game seven. Right. But I don't think we get there. Um it's gonna be four one Colorado. They're gonna get out early. They they went through that right there almost moment they let it get away not so fast my friend 4-1 game six uh i i am kind of just feeling like this is going to be one on a close game I, I wanted uh you know game five to be just in the bag with a few minutes left so i didn't have to go through this you know mm. my, my blood pressure rising Glass <laughs> went down a little emotion. bit yeah, I mean, it went down a little bit when that penalty was called with like two and a half minutes left. And I go, all right, well, this thing's pretty pretty much over by that point. So, um, but I, I just don't feel like that's going to happen. I think for the Avs to win this, it's going to be a a tight game. You're going to see it again. I just don't feel like Vasilevsky is going to give up four or five goals. Um, and, be, you know, I'll just basically flip what happened in game five. It was 3-2 Lightning. I think it's going to be three-two avalanche, and it's going to be almost similar to what we got in Game Five. It's going to be two-two, and I'll say Avs get a goal just like Tampa did late, maybe even a little bit later. When did Tampa get that goal? There was like six or seven minutes left, I think. Uh, it was yeah, it like was, six, yeah, six, six, and six, six, six and yeah. change, yeah. So I'll say uh, Avs get a goal with less than five minutes left and take a three to two lead, and that's how it ends, three two. That's where I'm at. All right. Well, uh, are anybody watching on YouTube? Please go ahead, drop a comment below, whether it be locked on Lightning or locked on Avalanche. Let us know what your prediction is for Game Six. Uh, will the Avalanche be skiing on the slopes of Amelie Arena? afterwards and raising the cup or we gotta make the uh, keeper of the cup use more of his jet blue miles and head back to uh <laughs> denver colorado uh so guys tell tell uh the people the, the the great nation of the nhl where they could find your show uh we're on twitter lop and underscore avalanche 
on Instagram, Locked On Avalanche, and then obviously, like you just said, Locked On Avalanche on uh, YouTube. So yeah, that's where we're at. All right, and you could follow my show at LO underscore Lightning on Twitter, Locked On underscore Lightning on Instagram, and of course on YouTube. Like I said, we hit the three hundred mark for subscribers. I want that to be a th- I want that to be a thousand by Sunday night. So go ahead <laughs> and subscribe. Hit the notification bell so as soon as the newest episode drops. Uh, you'll be notified and can watch. Basically, it. all of our subscribers go subscribe to like go subscribe. Have like that, yeah. Go subscribe. Yeah. Go ahead, and then all my my subscribers will go follow you and 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 make fun of you in the comment section. <laughs> so uh, yeah, yeah, hope maybe uh, whether it be uh, for a potential game seven or you know a, a post series reaction uh, to possibly the Avalanche taking the cup on game six. Uh, at some point we'll get all together and and discuss that uh so in the meantime that's been it for this episode of locked on lightning as well as the crossover with locked on avalanche i'm your host adam danker along with chris Vasili and kyle sullivan we'll talk to you on the next one go abs go